Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we are talking with Andrew about how NFT NYC went. I've been seeing it all over my feeds and in the news. I'm excited to hear how it went, but you're back. I am back. I'm back home. It was a, or a lot of events going on. And yeah, it was, uh, it was exciting to be there and, uh, you know, happy to uh, get to talk about some of the events that were, were happening the last few days in New York. Yeah, I feel like this is a blend between we're about to jump into the news, but I feel like the news is NFT NYC. But I, I want to get into the particulars and just how it was to actually be there versus like what I heard some of the FUD and upside was. So let's actually uh, turn toward things that well, we saw in the news this week. Yeah, we'll get into some some headlines anyway. Uh, so first off, we've got here that Shopify has rolled out some new NFT integration features where merchants can add, uh, well, they're calling it add utility to the NFTs, but they're able to, to token gate uh, certain products on the site so that you'd have to have the NFT to be able to buy it. Um, so that, I think that's a real big thing to for Shopify to uh, give to merchants. Um, it makes it super easy for anybody really to be able to use an NFT as a uh, token to gate specific merchandise, you know, be able to offer certain things to only holders of NFTs. And uh, that's a big step here. That's massive. I mean, this is a huge e-commerce platform, Web2 adopting Web3 tech and really driving home the upside of access and utility with a capital U that is going to open up a lot of interesting uh, interesting tie-ins, right? Because you can control certain types of membership and as, as much as it makes me roll my eyes when I see merch as like a uh, utility, there is actual, actually an ability to say, hey, here's a physical piece of art that you can get and the NFT and they actually go together. And here it is wrapped in a perfect package for you. I think there's a lot more behind this one. And also, Andrew, for those of you keeping score at home, the wild and crazy idea of allowing nft access to be validated as part of the native technology uh shopify one discord none just if you're keeping track (laughs) it's a good point good point yeah Yeah, i mean this is i've I've been a big fan of shopify shopify for a long time because of all the the way they keep adding more features and i think this is helping them uh, not just stay relevant but really give their merchants tools that many others are not yet able to, 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 to offer. And I think it's going to be some time until you see a lot of big companies start offering these uh, token gated types of products, but you know, small, small merchants can start getting into it right away now. You know, I mean, you ran a whole e-commerce store, you know, the game, maybe it's time for some, uh, some 3A merch. Start getting, That's right. getting oh, access, man. <laughs> roll it in. 
All right. So next headline here, we've got MoonPay. They have, uh, they're starting a minting service. So it, the uh, founder of MoonPay, Ivan Soto Wright, was actually on stage at uh, NFT NYC and demonstrated some of this technology, but uh, they're rolling out with partners, some big partners here. So they've got uh, Fox, um, Creative Artists Agency, Universal Pictures, um, some other uh, music uh partners as well. So they're rolling out with some pretty big names. Um, MoonPay has been um, pretty big in getting people and onboarding uh, people from fiat to crypto. Um, and interesting that they are getting more and more into the NFT space here. I'm not quite sure what this means other than I know MoonPay has traditionally been like one of those leaders in saying, hey, here's an on-ramp. I'll be honest, I've never gotten MoonPay to work for me. It is always bugged out and I have tried it on seven non-consecutive occasions. Well, maybe this will work better. This will work better. I, hey, I'm going to try again at some point. All right. So this next headline, we've seen some big movement in the crypto punks market recently. The, uh, the floor had gotten to under 50 ETH and then they started getting snatched up. And then word came out that uh, they have uh, or Yuga Labs has appointed uh, Noah Davis, formerly of Christie's, as uh, the head of the CryptoPunks project. So he helped bring CryptoPunks to uh, Christie's as part of an auction there um, and has been part of that community with a punk holder for some time. And, uh, you know, I think this is a good move to put somebody in charge of that CryptoPunks project because it did seem like they, after they acquired that IP, it got somewhat lost among all of their other projects that certainly are taking much more of their focus. So good to see that they are putting someone in charge that understands the history of CryptoPunks and what they do mean to the uh, NFT movement. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that goes away. It ebbs and flows, but I think you know the the window where you could have grabbed a punk for a mere fifty thousand dollars. If you figure the sort of like where the prices intersected, uh, maybe maybe something we note is like, oh man, that would have been the best investment ever. Or we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then uh, so last one here is the 2022 NFT awards. So this was part of NFT NYC. Um, OpenSea helps put this on. And so I attended some of this and I, I mean, you can check the, the link here for some of the winners. I think a lot of the categories seem sort of um, <laughs> like they were just made specific to give to specific projects in many cases. Um, and it seemed sort of um, I'm not sure that this is something that the industry is is looking for at this point because it wasn't very well attended. And um, you know, like I said, they were they seemed to come up with with awards that would fit category fit uh, certain winners. Most of the winners weren't there to accept the awards anyway. So um, a little disappointing overall to that, but um, maybe not necessary. Well, wait a minute. Top gaming collection by transactions, Zed Run. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Highest volume collection on the Polygon blockchain, Zed Run. Best NFT artist was X Copy. Oh, best emerging NFT ar uh, artist, uh, Fawocious. That's one that's been on our well, list. Then for sure. there's, we have best NFT artist, best emerging NFT artist, and best established NFT artist, and then best digital NFT what? artist, best non-digital. I mean, these are, you know, I get some of these, you know, they're- but Hold I on, there's one at the bottom here. With, the best- uh, NFT podcast using three A's in it launched in 2021 <laughs> run by two crypto dads. 
We won it. Three AA. Oh man, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we got it. I love. It. I had you for a second. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm sure. Um, you know, people are checking now, though. They're checking that link. See if we got anything. And <laughs> um, no, but best NFT media rug radio. I mean, we've mentioned the, the rug radio folks before. Uh, very interesting platform, and recommend that membership one. Yeah, it's definitely worth browsing through. Um, you know, I think maybe maybe this will start to develop a little further if they do continue with this, but um, definitely needs a little bit more, a little more marketing around it to get people more excited about it to uh, <laughs> for it to to expand and, and grow. Yeah. All right. So the NFT NYC. I, I saw there were over fifteen thousand tickets sold, but some news showed like there were like 50,000 people. I'm kind of confused as to the attendance numbers of like, were there larger events that, I don't know. You know, I, I think there are a lot of, I mean, there are hundreds of unofficial NFT NYC events. So just events going on around the city um, that were going on during the same time, but weren't part of NFT NYC. So I think in many cases, there were probably people there that weren't, that didn't get a ticket to the event itself. Um, I did have a ticket and went to some of the events, but even that I was really only able to get to, to a handful of those just because there were so many other things going on that I was also trying to get to. And, you know, there are a lot of these, uh, I mentioned this before um, in our preview episode, but there were a lot of uh, physical galleries that were showing pieces. And that was something that I was trying to prioritize getting around to and, and seeing these pieces being displayed on some pretty impressive, uh, impressive setups. Um, but I think that's probably why the numbers uh, vary a bit. And, you know, we also don't really know how many people ended up attending. I'm sure there were, there were people that did not attend uh, after getting a ticket, you know, maybe based on some of how the market has moved uh, over the last yeah. few weeks here. So what was the sentiment? Was it a depressed fest, DGENs drinking? I heard some jokes about how this was like basically college where people went to learn nothing and drink their sorrows away and stuff. What, what was, what was the vibe? You know, I was worried about the vibe, you know, being, you know, definitely in part because of the market and wasn't sure what it would be like. And, you know, for the most part, it felt like people were still pretty, uh, pretty optimistic, you know, maybe not about the price in short, in the short term, but I think people are pretty optimistic about all of the things that are being built. You know, you still see that it's bringing thousands of people, you know, whatever number that is, but it's bringing thousands of people together um, in ways that you know, really weren't happening before this. So I think there's, you know, the people that do show up, they're pretty committed to, to the space. And I, I think they're, they're seeing that there's still all these events going on. There's still companies here. There's still building, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot going on. You can see how this event, I mean, I see how the event has changed just in what is it six or seven months from the, uh, the last one that I was at. And, how much more, uh, how much more knowledge there is about NFTs from the outside, but if we're still, you know, as we know, we're still a long ways from from where most people understand them, and it's it was encouraging to me to see that so that people were weren't thinking, uh, you know, thinking like this all might really go away. You know, I think we've we've talked about how it feels like there's people just continuing to 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 build things so that when when something does turn around, like all everything works. It's all if people are here, there's collectors that understand this, there's new platforms all the time. And you know, I think we're seeing that there's just more and more uh more and more infrastructure being being built right now. And, and that was definitely uh, being talked about a lot at different events that I was at. You know, I wasn't 
well, I, I didn't get to any of the Ape Fest events or anything like that. I'm sure that had a uh, had its own culture um, that you know I can't comment on. I saw they took over the South Street Seaport. They had a giant well, ape down there. They, it was like oh, an inflatable, they and they like took over a ship or something. Oh, okay. I knew that there was a uh, NFT. There was a big outdoor event, uh, music event down in the seaport area. So I, I, maybe they were uh, you know, trying to make sure it was seen by many others that maybe did not have tickets. You know, did see some some uh, signs for Ape Fest around, some some apes spray painted around on on sidewalks um, promoting the event, I guess, or, you know, trying to, I don't know if it's as much promoting it or trying to make people feel like they're, you know, trying to induce so, some FOMO. It's all um, FOMO. It's a FOMO-based economy. Yeah, we, we, yeah, right. We do know that FOMO is a big part of NFTs. and uh, Oh, yeah. That's part of the utility. Um, your ability right. to, spread, to spread FOMO um, like a DGEN. I'm curious too because you went to the last nft nyc six months ago was it or it was it was let's see early november it was yeah um, so yeah this was this did come pretty quickly after that (laughs) well what i mean then and now how did you compare are they stepping up their game are they just playing the hits is this is this uh increasing in momentum despite the market overall yes i mean the event itself was you know, there are, there's over a thousand speakers. I think they said over 1500 speakers. And the idea is to try to get as many, to give as many people a voice as possible. That does become, becomes a lot as an attendee to try to find the events that you act or the, the talks that you actually want to go to. And I hope that they would, that they will start being a little, um, they, that they do a little bit more curation with their speakers. I mean, I understand that they want everybody to have a voice, but I think we need to help the people that are attending by giving them some, by narrowing it down a bit. Um, but outside of the official event, I think it's it's really growing. Um, there's more and more, uh, there's more and more interest from other companies and you're seeing these other galleries pop up. You're seeing, I mean, there's there are these parties, I mean, for pretty much every collection, it's every big collection seemed to have some event somewhere. Um, and that's, that wasn't necessarily, there were a lot of parties at the last, but a lot of events, a lot of projects had a presence, but it felt much more substantial this time in that anybody, any any project that really wants to be serious, I think has, you know, almost you have to kind of, you have to pay to play and then you have to have a party and it has to be admittance, you know, with your NFT and it's, uh, I mean, it's showing value of membership and that's kind of where they have to, to, to flex a little bit. In our Discord, you posted what just looked like an epic picture of the Fuocious party. Oh man, yes, I should talk about that Fuocious party. That was cool. So that was over in Brooklyn. The only time I, only time I had to get out of Manhattan, <laughs> but I, I'm sure there are some other Brooklyn events going on. Uh, but it was, it was a really cool event, big warehouse space. It felt so well done. Like, I mean, you can see that they have mm. done this before, but a very just professional check-in. It's, it almost felt like a theme park as you're going through the line and it's got a road on the, um, on the little pretend road on the, um, that you're walking in as you get in line and you can go get your, your hazmat style suit to cover up and go, go to the paint store and get some different paint. And there's all these did you get a Very, different amount of paint or anything different because of the NFT you held, or was it just like no, one no, off? It was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do you um, get two spray cans or one spray can? Yeah, that would have been interesting. Fifteen huh? spray cans. They, that you know, in the space, it was just these giant ca- canvases. Um, 
that anybody could paint on and you could see the ones that were there from the morning session uh, that those were all drying there. So it was, that was a really cool event. I think that's such a, uh, I don't know, such a, such a great way to get people into the space and a very different style party than, than all the, than most of the others that were just about, you know, being at a bar. I hear you. I hear you uh, a little bit more though. Cause I'm always curious about what types of collections bring what types of collectors and is it, basically the same crew that's just aping into absolutely everything so you see the same faces or were there really like if i were to put you know those people in one room and be like oh those were probably ferocious people or those were probably dgens people or whatever it is hmm, that's a good question you know i did run into you know i ran into some people at many events many different events. oh you're gonna name drop so hard i'll let i'll no, <laughs> Because I'm excited uh, to hear what they said. No, but could, could you could you pick a collection by the collectors if I just put them in a room without any other info on you? Um, you know, it, it was yeah. I mean, Fuocious I thought was a um a more diverse crowd than than I than I saw in a lot of, than I saw a lot of the other parties, I guess. Um, and I mean that, but like, I mean, also I guess I was at a lot of events that were somewhat similar. Some art blocks events at, at Samsung and they had a lot at the Samsung building and they had a lot of similar people going to, to these events. Um, you know, I think there, but there is kind of a, I mean, I've, I've seen in the past that there's definitely um, the generative art collector seems to be a little bit older than um, some of the, the PFP, than most of the PFP projects I've found. Um, Ferocious had a big range of a big age range, just big range of backgrounds of people like had, that had gotten into crypto in different ways. I felt than than some of the other places, and I mean, I, I like being able to. You know, in a lot of these events, you're you're waiting around for a while <laughs> to get in, so a lot of talking with. Yeah, with was there a lot of there. a lot of waiting in lines? I heard some fud being thrown around, being like, "Ah, oh, they weren't ready to like process people," and was like more of a headache um, getting in and around it should have been you know when i when i had to check into nft nyc it was a i went to the hotel and then at the marriott marquee uh, outside times square right by times square and uh what made the mistake of going to the hotel and then realizing that the end of the line was a good block and a half away um hmm. so that okay. was but it, it did actually move pretty quickly um so i was i was impressed with how by how quickly they were getting people through I also feel like maybe we could move away from having to pick up a badge and maybe use some other system for ticketing. A technology device? But hmm. how would you prove that somebody owned the ticket that they had? I can't think of any way possible. Only and what, like, what if somebody duplicated it? Uh, how would you? Yeah, we just need to prove digital it? ownership of this somehow. Huh? Yeah, I don't see a way to do this. Um, yeah, so it would be really, that's another thing that it would be nice, you know, and other places have definitely had had some lines, you know, there's some of that, but, you know, it was uh, um, a couple of the, the physical gallery places that I got to included a gallery uh, that's owned by uh, Adam Lindemann, a big art collector in the traditional world, and then he's been getting into squiggles, and they had about mm -hmm. 300 oh squiggles my gosh. on display That guy there. will sell you on a squiggle so hard, and by the way, you dropped that tiny thing, dude. I was so crestfallen because I've been trying to save up for my squiggle. And oh, I know. Those the, really, the floor those doubled. have run. Yeah, they, those well. went from five ETH to 10 ETH, and now we're officially we're, we're out there. Yep, it's it has run up. Um, 
Let's see if the other oh, super rare. I didn't have the guts. I didn't have the guts to pull one. the trigger. If I was my my reserve price was under five, and it was like five and a half, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, they they uh, it was one of those ones that I guess people were were waiting on for the once the ETH price dropped. I think I think it's all those people listening to three A. They know they're. I should stop broadcasting my plans. Uh, that's probably it. They're front running you. It's definitely what it what it is. So Which you really talk to no some. S- <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you talked to some awesome folks. I saw you said you actually uh, talked to Snowfro and Coldy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had to talk to to Snowfro, Eric, uh, Eric Snowfro. Um, he's the the head of Art Blocks, the founder. He's the the, the artist behind the Squiggles. Um, yeah, it was really good. Great to talk to him. I had never actually gotten to to talk to him face to face before. Um, that was cool. He's really. I don't know. Just he has a great understanding of the the space, and he's just so excited about all these people that are showing up because of the project that that he started. You know, last November or November uh, twenty uh, two thousand twenty. Okay, that right, two thousand twenty. Um, and you know, now he's looking at this giant thirty foot screen and showing off all these generative art pieces, and he's got all these great artists there and all these collectors there, and you know, it was a pretty. Um, it was a cool cool event to, to, to see. And, you know, he was obviously pretty proud of, of what that uh, platform has grown to, to be. And um, yeah, Coldy was another one. I've, I've mentioned him in the past. I'm a big fan of Coldy. Um, so I, I got to meet him at the uh, last NFTA NYC event. Um, it's good to see him again there. I think I actually ran into him at an XCopy collector meetup. Of course, XCopy was not there as he is a anonymous artist. Anon, yeah. Yeah, and we're still working there, but you know, we <laughs> I think uh, artists it can it can probably work better than uh, teams behind a project anyway. But um, that was yeah, that was cool getting to talk to. to what Cole was and, on their minds? Like, where where do they see, and how do you think they're spending their next you know one hundred to two hundred days? I, I mean, they're they've been through <laughs> they've been. They've been in the space for so long that you know yeah, I think they've, they've seen gotten, this they've, go they've up been on and the down. They've you know they were doing this when nobody was paying. I mean, it's just, Coldy especially was doing this when nobody was paying attention at all. Nobody really knew what NFTs were, and certainly not you know for for art like the, like he produces. Um, you know, as you know, people were were aware of CryptoPunks and and that PFP kind of thing. But I think he's been a lot been a big. Um, just big artist in, in, in being able to, or he's, it, wait, sorry, what he impresses me is that he continues to create when nobody's paying attention, but he also understands the history of the crypto culture and he, he gets this side of it. And, you know, he's excited to just keep creating more art and says he's collecting a lot of stuff right now too. He said he just picked up a, a couple of ferocious pieces and he says, you know, oh, he's a big collector. And um, so I think that's, you know, that, that's also encouraging to hear, you know, he's, he, he He's looking at this as a buying opportunity right now. And so ferocious, it's just well. the paint, right? His paint is his main thing, but does he have actual other projects floating around on like other like? Yeah, so he's done a couple other drops on um, on Nifty before that paint drop, and then has some. I know has some super rare pieces as well, um, mm-hmm. or one of ones, and it's a lot of this style. Um, he actually did a shoe with Artifact before they were acquired by Nike as well. Um, so it's mm-hmm. got his it's a white shoe that has the you know paint paint in his style, but you know it's a it yep. was a 
you know, that's a, I mean, I think that's going to be a, a good collector's piece over time, you know, as it is that artifact before it was Nike, you know, one of the early projects there and, and one of Fugosius's first uh, projects too. So yeah. um, he has a few pieces like that uh, that are Well, that are we don't have there. an affordable project for you, but, you know, right. we, got, we got a little double downs in here. We're, we're dropping a lot of, I think, an, enough alpha in these conversations. So we'll, we'll leave it in that actually. Um, but like maybe hunt down some of those pieces and, and take a look at it. Uh, and then for Snowfro, like any idea, like the vision for, for art blocks, I feel like it's hard to maintain momentum. Honestly, when you burn that hot, that early, um, you know, how is, how's he feeling you know, about. They, they think, you know, it's been a lot of learning um, for them last summer, everything, every project that was put out would mint out immediately and the floor would run up. I mean, and it was for every project, even the, the Artbox factory projects, which are generally not not quite as highly desired as the, the curated projects, I would say, in general. Um, but it was, you know, and then after that, I think they maybe were the projects, they were minting maybe too many projects and the sizes got a little too big because they had gotten used to everything minting out so quickly. Um, so when, when things did change, there were more projects sitting around with, you know, incomplete, they still had a lot of like hundreds of pieces to mint. And, you know, it's hard to, hard to build momentum when you're doing it that way. So they have really tried to pare down the number of collections they're doing and how many pieces are in the collection. Um, they did one just the other day as part of uh, opening their art blocks gallery at Pace, or sorry, the Pace Gallery at art blocks um, that was 196 pieces. And I think those minted out at like 1.5. And it seems like they're doing this much more often now and yeah they're reducing the, the quantity tightening the quality and really it's about the curated just to to note in the art blocks land you have the the curated game which is like much higher tier from the selection and availability versus the projects which is just much more open and easier to to apply and then through yeah exactly yeah so they i think they've you know he's he's recognizing you know that they're learning from all this but um you know i, I it was also, I mean, part of what was really cool about being in that Samsung building was Samsung is showing off their tech. Um, so they've got their 30 foot screen showing these, these art blocks, moving, you know, moving pieces and you know, standing right next to it. You really couldn't see any of the pixels. And you know, he was excited about that aspect too, of just, you know, where we're going with being able to display, display these pieces, not just on our, <laughs> on our phones or, or computers, you know? Yeah. Any other cool tech that you saw there or any, um, any, any folk? I just imagine a lot of shilling. Uh, there's there's a lot of shilling, and you know, way, all I mean, the way, all the time. Yeah, and you know, there's even a lot of that on in places where it didn't necessarily. <laughs> it surprised me at times, I guess. Um, during some of the uh, the talks, how much there was just people trying to show projects or show new new tech. But um, maybe you shouldn't be surprised by that. That's did you, all. Did you buy anything? I didn't see any action on your on your wallet. Did you up to anything? No, I feel like this is this is probably. Uh, slowed the slowed the pace of nft sales a bit with bringing all the all the collectors <laughs> to, to, to a place in real life you know and we're supposed to let's go back that. into our our separate corners and <laughs> you know get in our computers again. guys the market's and, dropping you gotta go home yeah. you can't stay here you don't have to go home but you can't stay. we gotta keep buying because the market's yeah stalled from one conference all right would you go again yeah, I think I, I would. And, you know, I'm not, I was I was wondering, um, well, I was thinking about that recently. I was kind of wondering if they'll start expanding this into more days just because it is 
there's so many events right now and there's so much overlap um, that it feels like it's going to, to grow in some way. Not that I want to go for longer, but it's, you, you see how it's just, it's, uh, it's really growing the number of events and, and the number of people that are, they're interested in this. So I, I would definitely go again. Yeah. Well, something tells me they're going to have another one in six months. So yeah, <laughs> it's a crypto year, right? <laughs> Just keep, keep, keep going. Um, all right. Anything else, uh, takeaways that you had from the, the conference? Any, any other moments of alpha or beta? No, unfortunately, you know, I wish I had more alpha to share, but, uh, you know, it's, you gotta be careful with <laughs> what you take away from, from everybody's shilling, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just see how the, let's see how the, the market plays out first. All right. Well, very cool. Thank you for sharing all that. I feel like I got a little idea of, of how it went. I'm going to go to one of these eventually. I'm going to do it. I'm going to wait till right. they figure out ticketing though. when they have yeah, the technology. Right. <laughs> someone can come up with it right this has been an episode of the triple a nft podcast all about affordable nfts the episode notes and resources may be found at 3anft.com in our show notes again 3anft.com and that reminder don't bet what you can't afford to lose Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.